Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. Mark here with Ryan on Team List Tuesday. Ryan, I'd ask you how you're going, but I already know the answer. Oh, it's Christmas Day, mate. It's uh, it's a, the most magical day of the year. The first Teamless Tuesday. Oh, yep. The presents are under the tree. Well, at least some of them are. In true uh, NRL.com fashion, what they've delivered to us so far is about 25% of the team lists. Actually, more than that because we've got the Warriors as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to start going through them game by game and hopefully they can get themselves organized between now and when we get to the Broncos and Eels game. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, jumping straight in, we'll have a look at the Storm versus the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. Um, so starting off with the Storm, they got Pap Train at fullback with Jennings and Addo Carr on the wings, Remus Smith and Olam in the centres. No surprises in the halves. Uh, the bench is as per what we thought with Nass taking the 13 and Welch taking the 10. Off the bench, they've got... Kami Kamika, uh, Hines, Eisenhuth, and Chris Lewis with a couple of nuffs in the reserve. So we're expecting them to be 117. Ryan, uh, what are your thoughts on the Storm team? Any surprises? No, it seems pretty much what we expected. It's a bit of a shame where we're getting George Jennings and Remus Smith and, and no cheapies <laughs> in there, unfortunately. But um, yeah. no, I mean, it, it seems like what we expected. Pappenhausen, Munster, and um, even Christian Welsh look like Really good buys at the moment. Um, what jumps out to you? Mate, uh, not a lot aside from obviously Pappenhausen, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, he's going to be locked into my team. Munster's somebody that I'll sort of have a look at, but at the moment I'm sort of looking at, you know, one guy in that price bracket and then one sort of cheaper. So uh, at this stage he's not in, but definitely a good op- option. And then, yeah, as you said, we've got Welch there. Nelson Ofasofa Solomon is an interesting one to me as well. His PPM is quite good. He had a couple of games without Finucane where he was averaging in the mid-50s, excuse me, last year. So he's obviously really good, but he comes in a fair bit more expensive than Welch. At 583k, whereas you know, Welch is at 530 something. So you're paying an extra 50k, and obviously NAS is going to give you a, a probably a bigger upside. It could be a nice little pod option there if you've got that extra k- cash to spend, being only 3.3%. We've got a question through here on Twitter about Remus Smith um, from Matt Sindone. Thoughts on Remus Smith if he gets the DPP center. Wing fullback, which he should with this uh, team list. My answer to that question is, um, you know that gif of uh, the Jurassic Park where Ian Malcolm's standing in front of the gigantic Stegosaurus shit? (laughs) I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's it. This is one big pile of shit. No, um, he does have the odd big score in him, but honestly, just looking at his... Center starts from last year. So he played in the centers nine times for 80 minutes last season, and he had four scores of under 15 out of nine games. So he's just not – he's fine player, but I think if they have a better option, he's going to be displaced from there pretty quickly. And remember, they've got Origin Hero Brenko Lee coming back soon, so I'd anticipate he's going to take that. And then Rima Smith might be out altogether or fighting with Jennings or – Iremia for that wing spot. So, yeah, just I think the short answer is find something better. Um, you happy with that, Ryan? 
Yeah, I think so. Like maybe he sees a bit of an uptick, uh, you know, moving from the Bulldogs to Melbourne. But yeah, it, it, he doesn't come with a whole lot of job security. Yeah, no. I think, um, yeah, find something better. That Even in that price point, like I don't really see any benefit to spending an extra 40K on top of Tessie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Rabideau side of the ball, uh, pretty much as per program, what we've anticipated with Latrell at the back. Johnson and Mansour on the wings, Gagai Graham in the centres as per program in the halves. Uh, Forward pack looking as expected with the interesting point of Arrow coming off the bench, which could be good for us fantasy managers with Arrow uh, probably plummeting in value. I don't think anyone's going to be taking him as a pod now uh, as per something that we suggested maybe a couple of weeks ago, but it does sort of raise an interesting point. Um, the other one, obviously, is Jacob Host winning that left-back row spot and Colin Matungi coming off the bench. There was a, a school of thought that I read where they basically said that was because Liam Knight's out and Colin Matungi can play both positions. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, unfortunately, I think it kind of ruins both of them. Um, I, I can't see Jacob Host playing 80. I, I mean, I was fairly high on Colin Matungi before the recent news that uh, he'd lost that edge spot, but I, I don't know. I, I'm staying clear of both of them personally. Yep. The other thing I heard on um, NRL 360, they were talking about Benji Marshall. Apparently he's going to come on and play as a as a middle forward as well, sort of like a Pappen, uh, Pappenhausen from a couple of years ago type of thing. So that should be interesting. As it stands for the Rabbitohs, I don't think I'm going to have anybody for round one in classic. Uh, maybe... Like I can see, obviously, why well, I can see why somebody would want Cook. Uh, Latrell's been a pretty polarizing option this preseason, given the way that, and I mean, it, it all depends on how do you how do you quantify an intangible of he's had an extra year, he's had a full off season. You know, what are the new rules going to do? And I mean, there is an argument to be made to have a look at him, but you know, as we've sort of talked about through the, the socials through the week. Um, he's sort of not really the style of player that's a good fantasy fullback. fullback. Yeah, he just lacks those, uh, you know, those base stats, those run meters. He's obviously a very exciting player when he's got the ball in hand, um, but he, he doesn't really, he doesn't do those, uh, you know, those hard meters and kick returns. You know, he, he yeah. tends to tends to give it to his wingers, which I mean, fair enough. They've got some pretty good wingers there to return kicks. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got the Roosters and the Storms Storm in round one and three, which yeah. doesn't bode well for them attacking-wise. They do have a very soft draw in round two, four, and five. So, I mean, there's a chance that that averages out to 50 by, by round five because he's put cricket scores on, like, you know, the mm. Broncos, Bulldogs, Manly. But, yeah, you know, you have to be aware that you're going to be taking, like, a, a 15 or something from the Roosters or... Storm games, like when he's playing those tougher defensive teams. Mate, well, let me let me put a a, uh, a thought to you, and this is going to bleed into our next team list, which is the Knights. So Tex Hoy comes in in the low 300s. Latrell comes in at 490-something. Could you see an argument to take Tex Hoy for the first three weeks in that soft schedule and then look to maybe be upgrading him to a Latrell that maybe is – you know, he might, with the Storm and, and Rabbitohs, uh, not Rabbitohs, the Storm and Roosters game, as we sort of spoke about, potentially looking to upgrade 
Hoy straight to Latrell or something like that once he gets through those first couple of games? Uh, I mean, it's an option, but personally, I, I wouldn't want to be doing it. I, I think I'd probably prefer to start with Trell, ride that roller coaster until, say, Pong is back and, you know, hope he's he's actually putting some money on the board once he gets to those easier games, round four or five, because I don't see him as a keeper. Like, uh, he's just too inconsistent. Like, if he still had that center DVP, I, I'd be much more willing to take a punt on him. Yeah. But with that wing fullback where you want consistent 50-plus, maybe this year I'd say you want 55-plus. I mean, hell, you could have you could have three blokes all averaging 60 between Pappenhausen and Ponga goal-kicking. Teddy, we know, is an absolute gun. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think those three are the three you want in your team come the end of the season. Yep, nah, fair enough. Go El Cheapo then, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, all right, so moving on to the next game, which is going to be 5 o'clock Queensland time, so it's 6.30 New South Wales time on Friday. Uh, Knights versus Bulldogs at Newcastle. Um, so they've got Tex Hoy at fullback with Stafford Toa and Shibasaki on the wings and Tuala and Bradman Best in the centres. Where's Omel Hunt? Oh, he's in 18. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, then they've got uh, Kurt Mann and Mitch Pierce in the halves, Clemmer, Braley, Saifidi, D, uh, and then Frizzell Barnett on the edges and Watson at lock as per what we've been expecting with a four forward bench of Sue, Saifidi, Jay, Josh King and Brody Jones who will cover the edge if required. Um, that's really interesting actually seeing Heimel Hunt not in their first choice 17. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Um, it, it seems like the Knights have pretty big wraps on Stafford Tower. He, he might be the future in that wing spot. He's... Definitely not one I'm looking at for round one, despite his price. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. He's missed out completely. Yep. Uh, out, outside of that, obviously we've got our full forward bench, which is really good news for Jaden Braley. There's been some sort of people uh, floating around, concerned that uh, Watson might spend some time at hooker. But I think that's only like their worst case scenario if Braley's absolutely gassed and just completely useless. Outside of that, I'm pretty sure that they're going to roll with. Uh, they're going to roll with him at 80 and, you know, like we spoke to a couple of guys in the Facebook group and they were sort of saying that uh, their information was that um, they were pretty – Knights are pretty comfortable to have somebody play zero minutes off the bench if uh, if the game falls that way. So, um, yeah, and I'm definitely interested to see how that goes. But fantasy-wise, the only night I'm going to ha- Knights I'm going to have is Braley and Watson, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they seem the the obvious two there. I, I can't see any others there that are jumping out to me as uh, as buys. Um, I mean, you know, like Bradman Best, he's probably going to be probably the best center in the game again this year. Probably, be, but he's. I mean, he's very expensive. I don't think he's one you want to start with. But excuse me, Zach Lomax, the goat <sighs> center, mate. Just because you don't appreciate Zach Lomax. <laughs> I don't appreciate Zach Lomax. I mean, he's a very good player, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see any there worth owning outside of those two round one. Cool. All right, moving across to Bulldogs. Speaking of players not worth owning. Um, <laughs> nah, that's rough, actually. There's a couple of good ones here. Uh, so Corey Allen lines up at fullback with Nick Meany and DWZ on the wings. Hopper and Kotrick in the centres uh, with Kyle Flanagan and Jake Avarillo making a surprise inclusion at number six after specifically news coming out today that he wasn't going to be fit. 
Um, who knew that Bulldog supporters pages didn't have uh, 100% accurate information? Um, forward pack is Offahiki Ogden and Hetherington's at prop with Elliot and Waddell on the edges, Jackson at lock and Sione Katoa at hooker. Um, they've got a young up-and-coming hooker Bradley Dietz on the bench there at number 14 with Renu Fatoni, a formerly Renu Tamaga, um, Raymond Fitala Mariner and Dylan Napa all coming off the bench. So actually that bench is, I would argue, probably better than their starting forward back, um, which is going to give them a little bit of go through the, the middle because it's quite interesting. Uh, obviously the Knights is the opposite where their starting forward pack is really front-loaded and their, and their bench maybe not so much. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you, you notice that uh, Fatala Mariner on the bench, Corey Waddell starting? Uh, does that pique your interest at all? Matt, well, it does. I think the big thing is Fatala Mariner hasn't spent a lot of time training this preseason. I believe he's coming back from a pretty serious foot injury. Um, and also the Bulldogs are missing from their rotation, the Luke Thompson. Obviously, he's going to be sitting on the sidelines for uh, fingering someone's eyes. So... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm expecting maybe Fitala Mariner is going to come on and be uh, Luke Thompson for the first couple of weeks. And then they might even literally just bring him on and have him play out the, the 80 for Ogden um, at, at the front or whatever. And then have Napa coming, sort of switching with Hetherington and Jackson and then Atoni sort of filling the, the balance of the minutes. Um it has been used in the past where a player started at prop but only played 20-odd minutes. I'm kind of anticipating maybe that might be the case for Ogden. I know we've looked at him as a potential cheapie, but his PPM's not that great. And looking at this team list here with Fatal Mariner, that seems to maybe be the intent because, you know, Waddell and Elliott are both 80-minute back rowers pretty comfortably. Um, Waddell does interest me. The only thing that really concerns me is that once Thompson's back in a couple of weeks, he might end up at the bench or off the team altogether. Although Baz did sort of specifically bring him over. So I'm sort of in two minds. Um, I guess it's probably going to be a matter of I'll have to look at what other train wrecks happen in the next uh, couple of games and work out how much trouble I'm in. And then if, if it's, if I'm looking at Waddell, so be it. Uh, Adam Elliott, obviously we highlighted as an interesting pot as well, subject to your team composition. Um, he looked really good in the in the trials. So, anything to add to that one? No, I broke it down perfectly. Um, I, yeah, forward pack, not a whole lot of interest for me. But what about um, you know, we've, we've looked at Will Hopperwadi and Nick Hotrick. Still interested in, in in Hopper or? Actually, you know what? I can. I, if I'm being honest, I completely forgot about Hopper. Um, he's definitely one that I am interested in. Uh, that Bulldogs team actually fills me with a fair bit of confidence. If I'm being Honest, um, I w- will not be surprised at all if they beat the Knights. Uh, mm. Yeah, I've got the Knights dropping out of the eight this year and I've got the Bulldogs sort of. Um, I think they they can match the aggression of the Knights forward pack, which is pretty much their strength. Um, and I, I would back, I think the one to five of the Bulldogs is, is a class above the one to five of Newcastle at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how it all shakes out. Um, obviously, you actually messaged me yesterday about Kotrick, which was an interesting thought. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he's one I'm going to start with, but I, I just found it interesting that he was um, in the in the trial. Like I saw someone mention this, and I went back and watched um, the trial last night, the the Dogs Sharks game. And Kotrick, while playing at centre, was actually doing kick returns. So, like on the fifth tackle, he had dropped back, um, you know, to a traditional wing position and and take a lot of those dirty meters. Um, and he was wrapping up quite, racking up quite a few tackle busts in that trial too. So, I mean, he's an interesting option. He'll have that dual position now, but. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm looking at him for round one, but just one to keep an eye on, I think. Maybe I'll have a poke at him in Supercoach. Ooh. Yeah. One, to tar- one to target for your drafts, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Late, late yeah. round sleeper. No, I like it, except I'm in a draft with you, so. <laughs> I picked before <laughs> you, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing two drafts tonight, like consecutively. Our one's the second one. Oh, God. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, all right, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Moving along to the next game, which is at 7 o'clock slash 8 o'clock, uh, Friday night, Broncos versus Eels. Um, Broncos with Asako at fullback, David Mead and Xavier Coates on the wings, Herbie and Tessie at centre. He's going to get that DPP tomorrow. Milford and the goat Brody Croft in the halves. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I love Brody Croft. I, I, didn't think, I, I bet you didn't think you'd be saying his name round one. <laughs> oh, I was just, I was kind of joking after the trial game, but he did look really good. Um, maybe it was the drunken Scotch stupor that I was in, but I was like, man, this Brody Croft, he's looking pretty sharp. So <laughs> the, the thing is, the Broncos have a really good middle. Like, you, listen to this forward pack Tavita Pangai Jr., Matt Lodge, Alex Glenn, Jordan Ricky, and Carrigan. Like, that's a good forward pack, and they've got. Haast come back into that, and then Asiata, Flagler, Bullymore, and Teo off the bench. They should be able to win the middle against this Eels team, you know, if they all turn up. Um, if they can play off the back of that, there is absolutely no reason why the Broncos cannot beat the Eels. Yeah, in theory. <laughs> in theory. In theory. Uh, we know the Broncos, we always say the Broncos forward pack looks good on paper, but then last year they just couldn't bend anybody in the middle. Um, we'll see what kind of confidence they have round one. Uh, the thing that jumps off the page most to me looking at that is uh, no bench hooker for the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, mate. So it looks to me like that, and and I and I mean, it just depends uh, what the shenanigans are. We, we've seen Alex Glenn play hooker in a pinch for a couple of minutes um in the past maybe he's there you know worst case scenario or maybe there's oh i mean john asiata like he's a he's a halfback so well according to paul green he's a halfback uh so uh my the one thing that is is not filling me with confidence and he's my first d- delete from my team at the moment is going to be matt lodge with that bench yeah that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence um oh. I think Ricky, Jordan Ricky, um, I think he's one where we sort of know his role. Like, I don't think any of us thought he was going to play 80. I think he's, he's probably looking at that 50 to 60-minute role, um, mm. which doesn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence. Like, he is cheap. We know he's an absolute weapon, so he can still, you know, make 10 points of value. But yeah, it's he's not a slam dunk, I don't think. No, no, absolutely. Um, and obviously, Tessie, uh, he's going to be a lot of people's dual position emergency cover. Don't mess around with David Mead, for the love of God. Um, Milford, I, I've had Milford in and out of my team, and I guess the thing that worries me with him is the Broncos' first 12 games is just an absolute nightmare. And because he is such an attacking-focused player um, in – his halves partnership with Brody Croft has not been great so far, but I think maybe 
I don't know. Well, like, what what are we expecting from Milford? Yeah, I mean, as you pointed out on our Twitter page yesterday, uh, their their draw to start the year is absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean, like, he's not he's in the similar price range to uh, Chad Townsend and and Lachlan Lamb, and you know, if I was to take two of those three, uh, I think Milford's getting left out for mine. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess the thing with, with the Roosters, there's always a chance, like with Lamb, that he's just going to um, benefit from playing right next to Angus Crichton. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's certainly uh, something to keep an eye on there, but, I mean, I'm not um, overly excited about him um, given that draw more than anything. Same thing goes for Asako. Um, I had Asako on my team yesterday, but I'm sort of just not really feeling particularly sort of heartened by it. Yeah, the only real Bronco I'm looking at in that 1-17 to 17 is Tezzy New, and, and that's not really because of, uh, you know, I, I think he's an absolute jet. He's going to average 40. It's more so that he's dual position and there's not really any wing fullback slash centre dual position players below, you know, 300-odd thousand. Mate, well, can I can I tempt you with this little bit of information here? So uh, Jake Turpin, assuming that he stays an eighty-minute hooker, there he's got one, two, three, six career games at hooker of sixty-plus minutes, and his average is fifty-one point eight in seventy-one minutes. There, so mm. if that goes, that's a PPM of zero point seven three. Um, so if we take that out to eighty minutes. Um, that's well into the the mid fifties there. Yeah, I mean he's definitely one I'm going to be considering. I might uh, might have to try and have a word with our Broncos man and see if we if we can find out if he's going to be playing eighty or if what mm. you said, Alex Glenn, uh, pinching minutes. But yeah, if he's playing eighty, he's definitely one I'll be looking at for round one. Well, that's fifty eight point four extrapolated out to eight, eighty minutes oh. as an average. Which you know, at a forty break even, you're sort of boxed in to take him at that point. Yeah, um, so, and being that, especially since we said how much of a nightmare their draw is, it might be that he's just going to be standing there tackling for 80 minutes, which is great for fantasy. Mm. Um, uh, I literally just had a comment on our socials, Turpin season with a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally just now, which is awesome. So, Turpin season, S Z N season as well, not even the. The, the bad version of season. All right, uh, moving along to the Eels. Pretty boring team list, really. Um, you know, Gutherson with Sivo and Ferguson. Blake, Opacic takes that centre spot, as we expected. Forward pack is identical to last year. Kafusi, Papali, Hipgrave, and the Fresh Prince, Will Smith in 17. Anyone that thought about messing around with Reed Marnie should not um, be doing that. Uh, it's probably good for the forwards, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely good for Nathan Brown. Like I've said, I think I've been pretty consistent since we first started this podcast. I think Nathan Brown's an absolute uh, weapon this year, fantasy-wise, and I think this bench just confirms it for me. Uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, you've only got so many dollars to spend and he is quite expensive. So it's just, can you fit him into your team round one? I probably won't be able to, but I, if, you, if you want him in your team, go for it. He's a good buy. Mate, do you believe this uh, stuff around Junior Paulo playing 65 minutes? Personally, uh, I mean, like I have seen it. We know he's very fit, but I don't know why they'd want him to. Like if Haas is only playing 60, why would you, why do you want to run Paulo into the ground playing um, 
65. I, I, I don't know. I, I think he, he's probably more effective playing 55 for mine, especially when you've got Nathan Brown there too who yeah. can play big minutes. And he's sort of built to play the big minutes mm. uh, as well. So, yeah, from this Eels team, obviously Maddo is a, an established gun. Um, one thing I will say with the Eels is if you do want to take a flyer on them, their early schedule is significantly better than their late game late season schedule. Um, basically, once the Origin team, uh, the Origin period wrap, wraps up, the only team that they play from the bottom eight last year is the Cowboys, and we're expecting uh, improvement out of them. So I'm going to go so far as to say that you probably do not want Mitch Moses as a final team half given the attacking thing, but it could actually be good for Maddo. Um, we've seen that his average, wasn't his average like 80-something against top eight teams, uh, top four teams last year? Yeah, he, he plays on an edge but tackles like a middle somehow. Yeah, well, I think they just must run, because I think he plays next to Moses, so they just run all the traffic at Moses. Um, yeah. Make a lot of sense. So it's uh, certainly going to be interesting. And speaking of, I guess we'll get to well, this. I'll bring that awesome. up later. Something I just noticed as well for this Broncos Eels game uh, for Turpin season, referee the the king of the set restart Adam G. <laughs> averaged about love- averaged about ten set restarts last year. He was by that. far and away the most. Get get Turpin. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So so far we've done six whole teams, and I have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six players. I just swapped Brooks for Turpin, so I'm excited. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I guess I could do that and I could shift Croker into the heart. Anyway, we'll come back. All right, um, on to Saturday afternoon, uh, looking at the Warriors versus the Titans, uh, the Jersey Bowl, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> so we got uh, RTS at fullback with Fuss and Malmalo on the wings, Aiken and Hiku, Nikarima and Harris Tavita in the halves. Um, basically as per program in the forwards with uh, Sirenen taking the Josh Curran uh, 20 to 25-minute roll before Ben Murdoch-Masilla comes onto the field. Um, they've got Egan r- miraculously recovering from his elbow injury in time. Lisa Narmiao off the bench, which actually is better for him with Tarnoa Brown starting. Mate, is there any worries that are interesting to you? Just- I mean, really the only one there I'd even consider taking, and I, and I won't be just because I've, I've spent too much money on my wing fullback already, would be RTS. Um, you know, he's an absolute weapon. He'll probably have another big year this year. He's probably underpriced a little bit. But, um, yeah, no one really jumps out at me. Wade Egan, uh, if he was to play 80, might have some value, but Jazz Devanger on the bench scares me off. Like, I wouldn't want to take that that risk. There's a chance that Jazz maybe pinches 20 minutes at hooker, but... Yeah, I know you're high on uh, big Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, are you considering him or anyone else? Mate, probably not with Egan back and planning to play 80 and Jazz back in the middle rotation. Um, I think if he was going to be uh, out for an extended period and they had Jazz in hooker and they had a, you know, a Curran or something on the bench that's not sort of projected to play big minutes, you could have a look at it. Um, as it stands, I'm probably just going to avoid this entire team. I've seen a couple of people with Harris Tavita. Um, the the one thing I will say with Harris Tavita is if you didn't have any um, stats for him, the process would be right. You know, you're looking for a dominant half. I mean, you know, Nikarim is a running, not really kicking that much half. So, you know, he's a goal kicker. He's young. You know, he runs the ball. 
you know, in in theory, he's a good good option. Unfortunately, the problem is he's his stats aren't that good, and like we've seen a fair bit of him now, and he actually got worse between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Yeah, um, I, like I, again, I, I think he's sort of similar to Milford, where you know he's right in that price bracket of of Lamb and Chad, and like you can't you can't buy them all. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why anyone would uh, consider Chanel over over the Any other two. But yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I think just move along to the next one. Um, so Titans, they got Brimson at fullback with Don and Corey Thompson on the wings, Kelly and Herbert at centers, and Taylor and Fogarty in the halves, which is sort of what we predicted. Um, forward pack is exactly what we've been looking at with Wallace, Fodawaker, Proctor, and Fafita on the edges with Tino at lock. Rain at uh, hooker with Peachy, Lasone, Jamin Jolliffe, and Aaron Clark on the bench. Mm. Um, so, oh, SES, he's not even in the team. Gosh, that's, uh, it's pretty rough for him. Um, this is a really good team for Peachy. Yeah, and it's a terrible team for Mitch Rain. <laughs> a-, a really good team for Peachy and a really, really good team for Tino and a really good team for Jared Wallace, actually, if I'm being honest. Um, I had a look at Jared Wallace the other day. I just don't think the minutes is there, but... Um, yeah, man, this, wow, like, yeah. <laughs> are you, uh, are you, oh, are you, are you starting to, start to consider being oh, all of a sudden? No, no, peachy. Peachy, ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'll just, uh, I'm going to calm down a little bit on that one. Um, I'm actually really surprised by this a little bit that they've just left yes. Herman out. Uh, yeah, I'm really surprised they picked Aaron Clark. That seems seems strange. I, I wonder what his role is. Like, is his role just going to be to play 20 minutes at hooker to spell rain, or is he going to get involved at lock like he was last year? Like, I don't know. Seems really weird looking at this at this mm. team. I'm not really sure what to project minute minutes wise in that middle. Yeah, I mean, Fafita's the obvious gun here. Um, yeah. He should average about 60. I'm projecting. Obviously, Brimson's good, but he's sort of priced where he should be. Kelly's a value, but I've sort of gone off him of late. I think you've been more keen on him than I have. Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely uh, – I mean, I was going to talk about the the underpriced keeper centre in this team, but I thought you were going to say Patrick Herbert. Oh, man, I love Patrick <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> no, I think Kelly's a, a good player. Um, you know, you're, like you were talking about last week, we've got Corey Thompson on the wing, so you don't have to worry about him uh, not passing the ball to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone for for starting with Kelly. I, I currently don't have him just because I've opted for a couple of cheaper options. But yeah, I'm still just shook by that that bench composition. I'm not sure what yeah. to make of it. Interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll have to um, see sort of if we get any mail that possibly there's going to be a late swap or something with um, with one of those guys dropping out. Even Lozano, like you think if you were going to roll with a bench like that, you'd roll with SESE over Lozano. They must really think that um, Tino and Fodawaka are going to pump out some big minutes and Peachy. Yeah, I mean, because typically what Lozano only averaged about 20 to 30 minutes last year, didn't he? Yeah, he's sort of that, that guy really. 
Um, but Jolliffe, I mean, Jolliffe can play big minutes um, and Peachy could play 60 minutes as well. You know, like he might come on after 20 and then stay on the field the rest of the game. You know, like I just, yeah, I'm, I'm probably thinking I might even just avoid that entire forward pack out of everybody that's not named for feeder and just wait and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'll I tell you what, though, it does give me a, a confidence for Jamal Fogarty uh, running <laughs> with those blokes running downhill. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully they run downhill in this game so I don't have to buy this jersey. Um, all right, next one will be the Roosters. Speaking of running downhill versus the Seagulls with Tedesco at fullback, Tupo and Morris on the wings with the other Morris and Mano in the centres, Lamb and Kiri in the halves with Kiri in the seven. Uh, Lindsay Collins starts over Wairia Hargreaves, uh, Queensland origin hero Lindsay Collins with uh, Frendo at hooker, uh, Takiaho there. Obviously, he's going to be important for that team. I guess maybe they want to roll with either Tauk or Wairia Hargreaves on the field at all times. That would make sense. Um, Angus and Tupanua on the edges with Liu at lock while we're waiting for Radley to come back. Supposed to be next week. Um, and then Kieran off the bench with Warrior Hargreaves, Nat Butcher, and Daniel S. Fafida. Yeah, it's a, again, it's a fairly good side. Um, I mean, the obvious guns here, Tedesco, Takiaho, Crichton sort of jump off uh, the page to me as ones you you definitely want in your team round one. Um, yeah, who, who jumps off the page to you there? Yeah, exactly. Those three, obviously, Lamb's going to be... Interesting. I don't know if anybody should be mucking around with um, Kiri. I saw somebody on Twitter talking about like possibly him getting more kick meters or something like that. Just don't like you know take the layups and don't do it to yourself. You know, just um, yeah, just you know keep it keep it simple. Uh, I don't think we actually. I'm just completely. I'm just reading the Twitter comments as well. I don't think we touched on Ben Murdoch Mozilla. Have we said everything we need to say about him already? Yeah. Get, yeah, get him out of your team. Like he, he's going to be playing, what, 50, 60 minutes? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, get him out. And his PPM's not that good. Um, speaking of PPM's that aren't that good, uh, Dylan Walker's at fullback for Manly um, with Saab and Garrick on the wings, Parker and Suli at centres, Foran and Chezza in the halves with LAA Tapao at prop, Lachlan Croker at Hooker, um, the jet ski at the back row, Sirenen and Turbo, big Turbo, with um, Tavita Funa. I guess he's going to cover the back line with, um, uh, I guess, any one of the, the one to seven could slot up into covering Hooker if needed um, with Davey Boyle and Paseka off the bench. But, mate, this I think this makes Croker an absolute must-buy. Yep, I put him on my team as soon as I saw this team list. <laughs> this is I did not expect this. I thought either Schuster or Cust would be at fourteen. Yep. Um Croker at nine, like with Tafita Vuna at fourteen. Like this looks like I mean, we thought he was a buy when uh, Croker was when we were rejecting Croker to only get fifty minutes. If he's playing more than that, then well, yeah, have him, the, get him in your team. The anticipation would be maybe that Walker would slot up into the six and Kieran Foran could spend ten or fifteen minutes at hook. Hooker if Croker needs a break, but 65 minutes at his PPM, he should be averaging in the 40s. And, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable that, that he's going to be a, a really good money maker. Yeah, I um, mean, with, like with no Custle Schuster, I think this guarantees Croker for at least 50. Um, and more than that's a bonus. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So and everyone else from Manly is pretty much a no-go with Gachewski on the on the back row. He's just so inconsistent. It's just yeah. it makes me a little bit sad looking at this stuff. Des, what is Des doing? Get David out there, please. Yep. Uh, hopefully he can be a good, nice one for mid-year sometime. Um, all right. So moving on to the Panthers-Cowboys. is going to be played 6.30, um, mm. on Saturday night. Dylan Edwards at fullback with... Uh, Staines and To'o on the wings, Momorowski, thank God, and Crichton at centres. Um, halves as per program with Leota, Fisher-Harris, Kikiar, Capewell and Yo rounding out the forward pack. Uh, Appy at hooker with Tyrone May, Lenu, Eisenhuth and Liam Martin off the bench. Um, aside from the Russian, uh, what sticks out to you in this team, Ryan? Try not to look on the other side of the screen. Yeah, I know that's where we're. All, that's where <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're uh, we're seeing a grand final preview here at Cowboys Panthers. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean Momorowski, the obvious one there. Um, I mean we've talked about in the past Moses Leota and Kurt Capewell. I I, I don't think Leota's a buy just because of you know with. Fisher-Harris there, we know he plays big minutes. Isaiah Yo plays big minutes. Matt Eisenhuth is there. He can play big minutes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Leota is a bit too borderline for me to, to be worth the risk. Um, I know you're high on Kurt Capewell. I'm not as much, but... Yeah, I guess the danger is here that Kikau might play 40 minutes, Mark then, or 45, 50 minutes, Martin comes on for 10, 15 minutes and then Kit goes, go, goes back on for the last 15 and, and Kate Well goes off, um, mm. something like that. Um, obviously, he's there. Oh, I guess Tyrone May's their backline cover though, isn't he? Um, he's probably worth a gamble depending on how he – like Kate Will's one of those guys like if the salary cap for the, the other 20 players made sense for me to do that, I'd, I'd have a look at it. But outside of that, I'm probably not going to. Yeah, I think when we've spoken about him in the past, I've just still got this uh, lingering player bias from when he was yeah. missing about 12 tackles a game for the Sharks a few years ago. But, um, yeah, I, I, we saw a small sample of him, you know, producing some good scores last year. But for mine, I just don't think the sample was big enough to say he's going to do that consistently. Like, I could see him averaging mid-40s. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on him, I think. Yep. Um, all right, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. People have been talking about Brian Toto, but like you know, he's already in the mid 500s at that point. You know, you're you're trying to predict some unquantifiable increases in price. I just sort of don't really like to mess around with that. Mm. Um, yeah, Appy's an interesting one. Obviously, we highlighted in our pod series that he actually averages more than Cook when they both play 80. This looks like he is going to play 80 more often than not. Mm-hmm. Could be one to have a look at if the salary cap dictates that you go that way. Yeah, I mean, especially like I was talking to you last night, like the real lack of elite hookers this year, like with McInnes and Cam gone and... Um, Mitch Rain you know, gone. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of these <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these guys dropping away. Um, although a little sneak preview does look like Andrew McCulloch might be one of those elite hookers. Ooh. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, all right. Speaking of elite hookers, um, Todd Payton has done his absolute best here to make sure that nobody even thinks about getting Reese Robson. Um, <laughs> going across to the Cowboys, this is my nightmare 
with Scott Drinkwater named at fullback instead of Valentine Holmes, who is in, instead named on the wing with Kyle Felt on the other wing. Hamiso named at centre. Um, the good news for that is that's going to be very, very good for my Paul Momorowski purchase. Uh, and Isam Masters, if that, if that two, if these two centres don't lead the league in missed tackles um, over the first couple of weeks, I'll eat my hat. Uh, Morgan and Clifford in the halves, just an absolute not like that entire back one to seven is a no go. Um, now Francis Molo has displaced Josh Maguire in the starting prop area um, with McLean, Robson at hooker, Dunn and Hess on the edges, Tomalolo, and then the bench of Granville and Cotter and Maguire and Jensen. Um, so Burr was expected to make that 21, but obviously Corey Jensen actually looked really good across the trials. Oh, he's 350. No, never mind. Um, what are your takeaways from the Cowboys team, aside from let's move along to the next team? Valentine Holmes, top try scorer. <laughs> $37. Worth a, worth a speculator, but um, mm-hmm. other than that, I yeah, this is, a, this is a dumpster fire in terms of fantasy. Yeah, yeah I hate it so much. Like, if you ask me to write down the worst-case scenario, this is it um, yep. for everybody. So the only real one that I would even be wanting to have a look at potentially is Molo. Um, he's trained really well over the off-season, break-even 37. Um, if we're looking at just, you know, if we follow this logical path here with me, so mm-hmm. Robson and Granville split 80 minutes. Yep. Tom, Tom Lolo and Cotter split 80 minutes. Yep. Wait, is is Cotter in, in the? He's at he's at on the interchange by the looks of this. Oh fuck! I think I might he's have in Jersey. Watch. He's in Jersey nineteen on NRL dot com, but he's in the interchange. Oh, that's I guess maybe maybe he doesn't fit um, the size the number seventeen. Mm, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is wrong, and he's Lachlan Berry. In which case, forget what I said about that. Um, but I guess the point remains the same. Maguire probably splits a lot of the minutes with Molo and McLean and Jensen doing the cleanup work, you know, where McLean's only been a 40 to 45 minute player. And obviously Maguire has only really sort of played his best at 50 to 55 minutes. So following that, that's a hundred of the 160 minutes. Um, you know, maybe Jensen gets 15, 20 and then Molo gets the other 40 to 45. It's probably a little bit tight. Never mind. Yeah, he, he really needs fifty, I think, to be to be a boy. Yeah, yeah, something to keep an eye on, anyway. Um, but yeah, I reckon I'm just not going to worry about that, and let's move along. Probably in the same basket as Moses Leota. There's just better options, and he's again another sixty k more expensive than Leota. Um, so moving along to Sunday first game, um, Chans at back with Simmonson and Rapana on the wings. Chris takes the center spot, as we sort of said was going to happen with Curtis Scott at the other center spot. Um, they do not have Kroger lurking in the reserves, but do not be confused or fooled into thinking that Kroger's not right around the corner. So do not, I repeat, do not get Sebastian Chris. Halves, Whiten and Williams. Forward pack as per program with Papali and Louis starting props. Uh, Josh Hodgson at hooker with Hudson Young, Whitehead on the edges and Tarpany at lock. Havili as the... Uh, hook cover slash middle with Sutton, Soliola, and James off the bench. Um, Tom Starling is not in the 17, which was exactly what we thought was going to happen. 
Uh, and also Gula misses out as well with Williams and Shields. Um, what's your takeaways from the Raiders team? Jeez, how good are they going that they uh, they can't have Tom Starling in their 17? <laughs> oh, God. I think he just he doesn't cover any positions aside from yeah. Lockerous. At least Tavili can play 15 terrible minutes at, at lock. Wouldn't, wouldn't Manly kill to have to, a guy like Tom Starling at 19? Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Or, like, or, or you know, bloody Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, but... Really. Uh, Fantasy wise, not a whole lot jumps out of me. Like, I mean, Papali's no. probably, probably going to be a gun again, but not one I'm looking at for round one. Um, Simmonson, I mean, we knew he was going to be there. He's if there's a lack of two forty eight k options, he's one to consider. Um, Chris, stay away. Like you said, uh, I know you were talking up George Williams a few weeks back. Are you still on that train? Or uh, I've sort of gone a bit cold now with Brooks. Brooks coming to the front, so um, yeah, definitely, definitely rolling with the Brooks train instead. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, pa- Papali is an interesting one. One thing I notice every time I look at the top of the leaderboard in rounds like one, two, and three for overall, the winning, like the top teams always start with Papali, but then I never see those teams there by the end. And I think it's because they just hold on to him through the origin period and through his inevitable sort of mid-season rests. Um, yeah. I actually really love the idea of going Papali for the first um, like up until origin, basically. Uh, and then once it comes time to start the origin period, you trade him across to like a guy like Ryan Madison. So it might, Madison plays the first buy. You know, you could probably be looking at paying the same money for Papali, like you're getting a free 80K and similar production and then you know, go across type of thing. Yeah, no, that's definitely one to consider. Like, I, I mean, I, I was talking to you quite a while back about how I think Papali's undervalued. It's just once Origin comes around, he becomes such a headache because he's going to be missing games and, um, you know, Sticky's going to be resting him for a bit, so, you know, across that, as, like as they're working towards the finals. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a pretty decent strategy. Um, it's one I wouldn't steer anyone away from if you want to trade him to a gun that's playing that first bye week. Yeah, so I definitely think, yeah, and there is a couple of guns in that first bye week. Um, the main one being, uh, the main one being Maddo, I think. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to throw Simmonson in my emergencies just for now, now that I see he's definitely in there and I'll sort of see what else happens. I'm just finding I can do a lot more with my team when I have three, two, 46k guys and Tessie in my emergencies and what I can if I'm trying to get another. Guy, and I guess we'll come to the, the last team list, which has got my, a couple of problems there. Um, I've seen some people mucking around with Tarpany. I think with this, with Havili being there, um, he's going to spend some time at lock. Plus, they've got Sutton and James who can both play big minutes. Um, it's probably not really worth messing around with any Raider not named Papali. And even then, I'm sort of, I haven't come up with a team recently that fits Papali in the salary cap nicely. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yep. All right, moving along. Let's get um, to the uh, the best team list of the day. Oh, Dane Laurie at fullback. Oh, <laughs> mate. With, um, North Luma and Kapoa on the wings, and Roberts and Leilua in the centres. My God, that's an awesome centre pairing if they can get their best. Uh, Moses Embai gets named at five eight, which you think is really really good signs for moving forward, particularly when you look at their bench. Um, and then obviously the Brooks. Uh, at half with uh, Tamu and offering Gowie starting at prop. Garner and Leciano Leilua at edges. Twal at lock. Jacob Little at hooker with no Jake Simkin on the bench. Oh, how They're rolling, rolling Tommy Talao out there, um, oh. which 
tells you everything you need to know. So if if Little needs a rest, um, you'd expect Talao to come on, play 5-8, and Mbai to go to hooker. Um, but I think that's really good news for a Little 60-plus to 80-minute game. Then they got Michaeli, Okamane, and Packer off the bench. That's really good for Garno and Luciano. If anyone wants to take a flyer on Luciano, probably bad for Alex Twal. Um, where are you? Oh, Actually, what, a... Jake Simpkins not even in the 21. No, he's not. This is the most beautiful team list I could have wished for. <laughs> um, yeah, this is amazing. I, I think Jay Laurie seems like a must-have now. I think Jacob Little's a must-have now. I, I, this is not what I expected to see round one, but it's it's better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and this is even good for like Stefano, like having Tommy Talao at fourteen. Like you don't have to worry about you know like we were considering maybe Jake Simpkin could steal some lock minutes, but yeah, I, I, that's Talao's not going to happen now. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think this is uh, my, apparently Michael Maguire does not hate our fantasy teams. He loves them with all of his heart, and you know I I salute you. Um. James Roberts, uh, at the moment I've got him in there. I'm pretty excited about that, if I'm being honest now. I'm, I think I'm happy yeah. to roll with Roberts. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, uh, you know, overrating the Tigers or something, but I don't know. I think, they, I think they're a decent shot at their top eight spot this year. Mate, I would not be surprised if they beat the Raiders. Ooh. Daytime footy, round one, they're up. Um, they, they seem like a team that's going to like, – this is like 2005 again. They're going to score about 40 points a game and that's how they're going to – and they're going to concede 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to win, but it wouldn't shock me. I don't think the Tigers are going to win, but it wouldn't shock me. I mean, um, so moving along to, oh, God, the most exciting game of the round. This oh. one. You know what? I was listening to the Fox League preview and they described this game as a fitting way to end round one. Oh, I think that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> Um, this, is, this is the Jack Bird revenge game. The Jack Bird the revenge game, the Jack Bird Cup. Um, so uh, Dragons versus Sharkies at 6 o'clock. And as I said on the old game thread, hopefully I'm drunk enough that I don't actually take much notice of this game. Um, they got Matt Dufty at fullback for the Dragons with Ramsey and Ravalawa. So he's beaten Pereira out for that wing spot. Um, of course he has because Pereira is much better than him. Um, although I think someone was saying Pereira only scored one try last year which surprises me. Um, then they got Bird and Lomax, which could be the best centre pairing in the NRL, if I'm being honest. And then Hunt and Clune there with Jaden Sullivan doing a turbo and busting his hammy and um, Norman suspended for being Corey Norman. Um, then they got Blake Laurie at prop with Paul Vaughan, Josh Kerr, experiment on the edge continues. At least he doesn't have to verse Rabbitohs every single week uh, with Tarek Sims. McCulloch at Hooker and Fuimano takes a lock spot, which is no – we predicted that maybe Fuimano might start. Is there any way that Kerr and Fuimano swap on game day and Fuimano is actually the one defending on the edge and Kerr is at lock? Uh, it's a definite possibility. I, I did not expect to see Fuimano <laughs> at 13, but, I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? No, it could just be one of those things. Maybe it's uh, maybe they're going to start it out, and then if it if it all goes to shit, they'll they'll swap them around. Um, and then the bench is Farmsilly, Marin, Alvaro, and Williami. I have to say that I'm a big fan of this for Alvaro. It puts a line through Farmsilly for me, uh, just with his PPM being so low. And then Williami in the the 17. Obviously, he's just there to cover um, injuries. Um, assume like if there was an injury at 
at the halves, say, for example, that Bird would float into the halves and, and Willie Army would play center or something like that. I guess that's the thinking there. Um, Jackson Ford misses out altogether, um, which I can't say I'm surprised about. Evidently, Hook watched him play. Um, any comments, Ari, the Dragons, aside from McCulloch's season? Yeah, um, I mean, even if, say, when Norman's back, Clune does go to the bench and he starts, you know, there is that risk maybe Clune does start pinching 20 minutes off McCulloch. But, I mean, it's a risk I've got to take uh, seeing this bench. Uh, I think we can slot McCulloch in for 80 minutes round one. Uh, I mean, and if he's playing 80, like, there's so much upside there. Like, he should be averaging at least 60 with the amount of tackling this bloke's going to be doing. But I think he's a risk you've got to take, and I think it's a fairly low-risk one. Um, yeah, like you said, Farmer Silly put a line through him. He needed, to, you know, about 45, 50 minutes just to just to get there. But Alvaro, yeah, his PPM is just insane. Like, he only needs, you know, maybe, what, 35 minutes? Yeah, 30, 35 minutes, and there's 10 points of value there. So um, yeah. you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to think he's, he's probably going to be getting that. Yeah, absolutely. You would th- well, you think that he's going to be their first interchange. Um, but mind you, if I, the thing is, Farmer Silly comes on, takes 35, 40 minutes, and then maybe Alvaro and Marin are getting 25 to 30 each other. He becomes a bit of an interesting, risky sort of proposition, um, especially like if it is that Fumano is going to play on that edge at, and play probably – 60 minutes maybe on the edge and Kerr's going to play eight, like big minutes in the middle, mate. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to just avoid every one of these Dragons players uh, outside of McCulloch if I can find enough money to fit him in. Yeah, I'm still willing to take a, a punt on Elvaro just because I know how good his PPM is. But, you yeah. know, that said, like if there are other options there, because, I mean, we know now that uh, Croker and Little are both really good buys. So, yeah, it'll, it'll just be... Uh, playing around with my team and see who else is in that price range, I suppose. Yep. Um, Sharky's side, Kennedy mm. fullback, Katoa and Multalo on the wings, Dugues and Raymond in the centres, Moisa and Chad in the halves. Hamlin Ueli takes the starting. Oh, tall boy. Hey, what has he done? Oh, God. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so obviously he's he, Hamlin Ueli is a much, much better actual footy player um, with Woods. Then Nakora and Wade Graham at back row, Rudolph at lock, Blake Braley at hooker uh, with Tracy on the bench along with Tolman. Magulius and Jack Williams and Fief doesn't even make the 17, which is yeah. just, that's an abomination. It's criminal. It is shocking. It is maybe good for Billy Magulius though. 278K for Billy Magulius. Mm. What's that break even, like 19 or something? Uh, sure. <laughs> 21. 21, okay. Yeah. How disappointing is this? How is Fafita in 20? Like, it should be Fafita season, not Fafita bloody reserve grade season. Um, <laughs> he's going to be the captain of my Canterbury Cup uh, fantasy oh, team. Oh, don't hurt my feelings like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I can't see anyone here worth... Having other than Chad Townsend, what about yourself? Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, at this moment, I do not have Townsend, but depending the first sort of place that I might be pulling money out um, of my team is to, pulling money out of Brooks down to somebody to afford McCulloch. Um, man, I'm running the bloody brothel strat at the moment. <laughs> it's just a million hookers going on. Yeah, I've got Turpin, Braley, Little, Croker, and Watson 
Like, I, I don't know how, who all of them I take out. Maybe I could put Croker into the halves. No, I don't have any half colour because Laurie didn't get the dual position. That's annoying. Oh, well, problem for future, Mark. Um, yeah, so um, I think that basically rounds it out for the Sharkies. I'm not really interested in Moylan. Please just don't do it to yourself. Like, get somebody, just get Tessie New and, da- and Dane Laurie. And, you know, if you really want 30 points from somebody, get Bailey Simmonson. Don't, you know, don't mess around with it. Um, you have anything on the contrary to that? No, I agree. Cool beans. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up for our team list episodes. Just looking at the questions on the socials. Um, yeah, so we did the Warriors already, done Reem Smith, Turpin Season. Um, definitely do not get Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yep. Kalek we covered, Kareka we covered, Alvaro Poasa, Unknown Fui, Welch. Yeah, I don't think that makes a difference. Yeah. No, cool. I think we got it all covered. So uh, thanks for joining our Team List Tuesday episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. We're actually going to be uh, putting out a bonus episode for this week as well. So we're going to do record ourselves during our draft for tonight, Um, put that up. Uh, So if you're interested in draft, check it out. Odds on you've probably already done your draft already, but just a little bit of bonus bonus content for you guys now. So... uh, Yeah, thanks very much for tuning in and good luck for Thursday. Love you guys.